Hi there. Hey, we are the 90 Day Divas and I'm Carol. I'm Lucy. And I'm Jen. And our mission is to impact the lives and businesses of people who want to break free of overwhelm, get their business back on track and receive more money in their bank account in 90 days. Without DIYing it, getting frustrated, losing momentum or wasting time and money. Connect, collaborate and conquer with us and we take you through relevant business topics and showcase interesting entrepreneurs from around the world. On the Diva Deep Dive, we're going deep on business topics that we know you'll find valuable. Plus, we're going to ask those questions that are on your mind from entrepreneurs who have been there and done that. Let's start the show. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the Diva Deep Dive. And today we are talking to Brenda Myers. Now that's a last name after my own heart, spelled slightly differently. She has an extra E in Myers, but there you go. Brenda Myers is a successful entrepreneur with over 18 years of experience in the tea manufacturing industry. So she started her tea business in her kitchen and built it into a full service tea blending plant that now supplies over 200 tea products to businesses across the US. Now Brenda is a dedicated product launch business coach who loves to encourage beginning stage entrepreneurs. Brenda's passion for helping others succeed and her commitment to sharing her knowledge and expertise makes her an invaluable resource for anyone looking to start, grow, and sustain the business of their dreams. So welcome, Brenda. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. I really appreciate your all's time. Aww. My name is actually Brenda Sterling Myers, so which is the name of the company from, you know, and name my son, and I just like the name Sterling, so. Love it. The tea is an interesting industry to be in so the actual name of the company is sterling myers tea is that right sterling tea sterling, sterling tea, tea. Mm-hmm. Sterling tea. it's brilliant and taking it out of your kitchen that must have been quite the journey to get it to move through and some of those early days you might have been feeling like can i do this is it worth it because a lot of our audience is sitting out there and they might be sitting in a corporate role wondering about we might start the sideline hustle a little bit more and you know make it a full-time gig so who is your ideal client in the beginning and maybe that even morphed as you went along. How did that all It started? absolutely morphed. So when I first started, I just wanted to get my tea in everybody's mouth, like anybody who liked tea or even thought about liking tea, especially those that didn't understand good tea. Because I was living in Texas, sweet tea was all the rage. And I came from Michigan and I was, you know, more of a, I understood tea a little bit better than a lot of people in Texas who were drinking sweet tea. So I said, they can go a step further. After several years, I really honed in on my perfect customer and the one that was really financially beneficial because you really have to go that route eventually. Yes, it's great to please everybody, but you have to keep your business going, especially when you start having employees and warehouses and, you know, all of that good stuff and inventory. It changed a lot and I got real focused and I created my dream customer in my head on paper. And that's when my business really changed. Whoop, whoop. You are preaching to the converted here with the 90 Day Divas, maybe not so much with our audience. So it's actually getting our audience Mm -hmm. to really understand that niching is where the money is, right? It's where you create what you need to do with your business to move it forward, the scaling side and all that sort of stuff. Niche to scale in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Brenda, give us just a little bit of a clue in because our discussion today is going to be a little bit more around kind of what you're doing now 
now that tea business is now running itself. You kind of pop in and out when you want to, right? Pretty much. And or when you're you're needed. But what was this next iteration for you in business? And how did you come around to it? I have a huge passion for startup businesses, obviously, especially in the product space and especially in the food space, because uh, it's hard. It's probably, I think, one of the harder spaces for a small business owner to stay in and do well and grow. My uh, good friend, uh, Mary Jo, which you have met, we decided to start eSuccess Network, and it is a place for new business owners, women business owners, to uh, be part of a community and a network, get the help they need in some of the areas that they're not strong at. So I'm a huge proponent in creating a business plan, a success plan, especially when you're launching a products and to really understand the many pillars that are involved in starting a successful business. And you have to go beyond just what your comfort, comfort zone is. And when you don't know something, you have to learn and you have to ask for help. And after several years of lunches with she and I just, you know, talking about our heart and who we want to give back to at this stage of our life. Um, E-Success Network was born in the pool, uh, drinking a glass of wine, and <laughs> we, got, we started writing it down and like, this is what we're doing. So here we are. And we're taking our time. I mean, that is a really important thing is you need to take your time and you need to have it on paper before you even launch. Because if you just get into it because you're super excited, but you don't have a plan, chances are it'll either take longer to be successful or it'll never happen because you'll unfortunately give up and that would be that would be sad so (laughs) (laughs) we wouldn't have nearly as many wonderful new people entering entering the business world as exactly and they're a lot it's very very big right now to small business owners especially women in small business so it's really nice to hear because I suppose it's really your passion because you've you've walked that You've done it yourself and now you really want to support people to, to have it way easier than I suppose you did. So what do you think were like lots of like, yes, yeah, stepping stone or like problems you came across when you started your business and especially also with the focus on the product business? Like I thought we yeah, didn't have I'm... a lot of time. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I would have to say that my big problem was I didn't have, I had a sh- very small plan and it was really just my dream. You know, I want to serve and make these tea products for everyone to enjoy. But as I got more into it and realized um, all the different issues that come up and how I couldn't do it alone. And eventually as I was growing, I was going to need some help. How do I get those help? How can I pay for the help? I needed to get my own help, learn from people and take courses and, you know, strategize. And really it was more than just a hobby. And actually my accountant said that to me one year, she's like, Brenda, if you don't start making some money, it's going to be a hobby. (laughs) Like, oh, okay, I better get going. So it really, her saying that made me realize, you know, I'm not taking myself seriously. I've got a great business here and people like it. So how do I take myself more seriously and put it out there in a way that will be worth all the time I've spent on it? So I think that's just awesome. I think that's just awesome because you're speaking again to people that don't necessarily take themselves seriously on what they want to achieve. So when you had that little epiphany, it would have been like a little light bulb, right? So you're like, oh, right. yeah. Well, it, it mm. takes time, you know, because you have a passion and you love And most people are really good at, in the case of a product, understanding how to make their product. People have complimented like a cookie, you know, you've got these great cookies, but you don't understand all the other parts of it. You know, the operational part, the people, your finances, your, you know, your marketing, your sales, even your exit strategy. What do you want to do, you know, 18 years from now? All of those pieces of the puzzle fit in and 
And when you get, when you kick off and you really start getting in front of people, you're, you start thinking, well, you know, does anybody really care? Like, what am I doing this for? And, you know, am I making any money? So that's all part of it that you don't think about when you're first excited. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So those would be some of the pitfalls. And even that exit strategy thing, I remember starting my business too and being the same thing. And like people were saying, have you got an exit strategy? I'm like, I'm so excited. I don't want to have an exit strategy. I, I never want to leave this. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I never want to leave this. But things do change. And it is really good with beginning with the end in mind. Right. Good honestly, even coming you know, principles begin with the end in mind. What would you say is one simple free action or something that someone could do that would start them off in the right kind of framework? So what would you say that they, we talked about getting a coach. I mean, that's one of the no-brainers too, but again, we try to flounder around trying to DIY it, do it ourselves, right? Rather than trying to get a coach in. But are there any other little tips or ideas that you could give people who are sitting out there thinking about it? Well, I've been pretty much saying it the whole time. You start with a plan. You create a plan, even if it's it's only a couple pages, even if you're not sure and don't worry, it's probably going to change, but at least you've got something concrete and you'll look at those areas and you'll say, okay, which areas am I good at? Which do I even like? Which do I need to hand off? And then get some help, ask for help or Google it or do something, but don't just go in and boom, you know, here's my new business. Everybody buy because that can, that could work out, but doesn't always. So yeah, if you're not ready to accept new customers, and if you don't have the foundations in mm-hmm. place, and absolutely, you've got to have those foundational systems sorted as you know, we've learned divas too, because we've each been in business for quite a long time. But then even coming together as the 90 day divas, setting up a whole new set of systems, and how do we want this to look? Otherwise, you get people in and you kind of, you know, the service falls over, doesn't it? Well, you figure out what's next. Like, you know that, I mean, you're in this business to grow and decide how big you want to be. And then what's going to happen, especially in product-based businesses. Again, I'm sorry, I keep going back to that, but to know what's the next level, because for me, the worst thing is not being able to service what I promised. And if I can't service what I promised because I don't have the inventory or I don't have enough staff to do it, that's a whole different problem. And it's a real problem. And I see it happen quite often. You set your sights big, but you're not prepared operationally to do it. It goes along with exactly what you said. You guys, as you're growing your own business, will find that you're going to need more help. You know, how are you going to do that? Yeah. And it's really deciding in the beginning, you have that plan. Yeah. Is it a service base? Is it product based? And then really based on those two strategies, it is a bit of a different way. But also knowing that it will always adjust and we have to adjust. And even looking at the last three years, we know a lot has changed. So in business, things do change. So we have to be the ones who will really succeed are the ones who are willing to change and to make those changes often and fast. (laughs) So what is one free, simple resource that you could direct people to that might help them with their problems, like to really maybe even start that plan? Have you got any ideas there? Well, you know, there are several places you can turn to to get support and help in your own community. I guess SCORE is one. There's there's several. I mean, we've, Mary Jo and I, like we said earlier, we created eSuccess Network. We're going to be launching in the next few months. We do have a free takeaway. I would be happy to share that if you guys are interested. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's, um, you just go to esuccessnetwork.com forward slash 90 day diva. It's a starter. There's so many pitfalls and so many things that will come up. These are seven areas, seven fears people go through and how to uh, get over them. And it will also give them, you an opportunity to get on a list so that when we're ready to start putting more information out, you will be uh, the first ones to know. Oh, That's nice. brilliant. 
thanks yeah, for sharing. Absolutely. We're so, we're, you know, after having chatted to Mary Jo, your friend and, and, and partner in this endeavor, we are just so excited about what you're building because we're so on the same wavelength, which mm-hmm. providing resources, community and support yes. so that people, people don't feel like they're alone in this whole thing because no, nobody yeah. can do this alone. Eh? You really can't. And to have women helping women is super important. And mm. I know that when I started, I didn't have a lot of help. I was in a very unique, everything I would go to, nobody was manufacturing products. And so I, I really wanted help so badly. And I think it's great that you guys are doing what you're doing and getting it, getting out there and helping women. So mm. It's so fun to collaborate too, isn't it? It's just, absolutely. yeah, I think when people open up their, their minds and their brains to collaborating with other people who have, you know, different skill sets, because what you're pulling together is going to be a really interesting hub of support in all different areas, which is quite cool. So yes, would highly recommend people go out and check out that free download. So what book, podcast, concept theory, class training has really had an impact on you that you can pull up and go, wow, this was a game changer for me as I was going through my entrepreneurial journey. What was it for you that really Really impacted well, you and helped you along. Yeah, I, the, the Napoleon Hill book, of course, was a big one for me when I was starting. I did a lot of CDs and, and tapes, you know, Tony Robbins, all that kind of stuff, just to just to get myself psyched up about having my own business and going at it alone. And but um, honestly, I'm going to go back to the business plan because I just. <laughs> I cannot stress enough how important (laughs) that is to have a plan. There's a lot of places you can find to formulate plans. I did my own. That's a big part of what I do as far as product launching and helping others. But I truly believe that there's tons of books out there, but I I liked community. I'm a big believer in community and getting involved in networking and and things like that to just be around like-minded people. And I think that's huge, just being around people who think like I do. And, you know, I have my good friends, but not all of them are entrepreneurs. So I've got those friends and then I have my entrepreneurial friends and it's just like, boom, 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 boom. We just talk, 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 you know, like Mary Jo and I, we just talk like crazy and I I can't get enough of it. It's exciting. You know, it fills me. Great. Tony Robbins saying proximity is power, right? Being in proximity with the people that hive mind, create and move forward. And like you say, you you do get quite isolated. So it's really important. Isolation is the killer. It really is. It can really kill you as far as your business goes, because you feel like giving up, you know, and having good support, family support is really important too. I know with me, when I was starting, there were days where I just didn't want to, I was like, oh, what am I doing? And my husband was just constantly, you're doing this. You're awesome. You're, it's it's going to happen. So that was huge. You know, having family support. And that's well. one of the mm-hmm. things that we cover in our program with our clients, right? Is who are you surrounding yourself with? You know, set yourself up for success mm-hmm. by having that inner circle of people who are lifters, not leaners, right? Who are, and you know, not Pollyanna supporters where they're kind of fluffing, you know, and not right. going to tell you the truth, but really those people who are honestly supportive of what you're doing and will do anything to help you. And gosh, that's so powerful. Because we all know we have good and bad days in business and they come and they come when you least expect them so we really need to have that system in place to know yeah I am cool and I can reach out to people whenever I need it and whenever I need it most and especially Mm. entrepreneurship we know it can be very lonely so so what is one question that you think we should have asked you and we didn't ask you I don't know struggling with that one. You know, I think that my go-to, I guess, is just don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't think you have to go it alone. Don't think people don't understand what my, I guess you could have asked me what my go-to thing is. Write a business plan and don't be afraid to ask. (laughs) 
for help. Brenda, should we write a business plan? <laughs> I love that. It's up to you. <laughs> so just on that too, Brenda, you know, like your why must have been quite strong for you to keep going. Oh, yes. And honestly, my uh, reasons for getting into tea are very strong. Plus, I have a wonderful story from when I was a young, a young girl. And I always think that's really important when you're selling your product to have your story ready to go. Because I got that question. Number one question I would guess, what, you know, why did you get into tea? And then my second question is, do you grow it in your backyard? (laughs) (laughs) I always enjoyed those two, but that's what I got over the years. So I told my story a million times of how I got into tea and, you know, and and it touched people's hearts and it obviously touched my heart enough to really making a, a business out of it after, you know, years of work working corporately and raising kids and all that. We'd love to hear your story. Tell us the story, Brenda. Do we have time? time? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So when I was eight years old, I had, my parents were uh, Maxwell House coffee drinkers, you know, and my aunt, her name is Auntie Reen, and she was just a lovely woman and with a lovely home and everything was perfect. I mean, had the plastic on the seats and couldn't touch anything and everything was <laughs> antique, you know, and she didn't have any children. So her house was just beautiful. And I loved going over there because she had all the fine china and all the cool stuff. And so one day when I was about eight years old, she sat me down on the couch and then she brought over this little tray and it had a teapot, a beautiful china porcelain cup. And she said, you know, you're ready for this. And so she poured just this beautiful amber hue into the, this beautiful cup. And then there was a couple like, uh, you know, sugar cubes next to them that I got to drop in. And I was just like, I'd never seen anything more beautiful. You know, I just, I knew it tasted great even before I tasted it because it was so unlike what I experienced in my own home. And so this was so special and unique and everything about it was just beautiful and pretty. And so I was a tea drinker, you know, from then on, no matter if, you know, I was with my friends, they were all drinking Cokes and coffee and I would have my hot tea and, you know, with a little bit of lemon or sweet and low or whatever I would put in it. And it just stayed with me you know, until I got more uh, sophisticated and started drinking Jasmine Pearls. And, but I never thought of it as a business until the day I did. And that just changed everything for me. So yeah, that's, that's my story. I just started up with my Auntie Reen and she lived till she was 92. I took care of her at the very end. I wrote a book about it and she's in there, you know, at the very beginning, the whole thing's dedicated to her. So when I tell that story, a lot of my customers would say, oh my gosh, my grandmother, oh my aunt, my mother, my sister. And they'd all start telling their stories about how they first got introduced to tea and the whole tea party. And so it was just, you know, a lovely time. I oh, want a lovely tribute to mm-hmm. her. So yeah. even though she's no longer here, you yeah. still honor her every time you tell a story. That is so cool. I love it. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. So. Cool. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Brenda, for being on with us and going deep with us, with us divas. And yeah, we'll be linking all your details, eSuccess, and we'll be putting in the link for the freebie as well. Thank you so much for creating that and for sharing it with our audience, sharing your story. Thank you so much. It's been really inspiring and thank you. Alrighty. Well, thank you guys for your time. I really appreciate it. I wish you the best success in your 90-day diva venture. Hey, hope you enjoyed this. If you'd like to know more, check out our other podcasts. The freebies are on our website. Or if you're ready to take action, hop on a chat with us. Simply follow the links in the show notes.